0: The entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100k milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100k away. Today, my featured guest is Daniel Vivarelli, and he is the founder of Starloop.com. Starloop.com. And this is a software company that helps you get five-star reviews on Google. If you think that's not important... Or you think maybe this isn't an episode for you. Let me tell you, if you're a local business, you are completely wrong. You can accelerate, double, triple, quadruple your profit margins based on one thing alone. Improving your Google reviews. I've done it in previous businesses myself. I built an entire business around it that got acquired last year. So, we're going to speak to Daniel about how he does that for his company, Starloop, and how he does it for his clients. Now, Daniel founded starloop.com to help local businesses increase their sales using their online reputation. So, that's what we're talking about today online reputation management for your company. His software is routinely responsible for delivering, delivering 10x. Uh, return on investment and helping local businesses attract more clients. That's you, startup Nation. Daniel is also a regenerator regenerative I should practice that entrepreneur, uh, which simply means he's someone who believes that every transaction should trigger an action of regeneration. At Starloop, they plant a tree for every review they help their clients get. And I actually want to challenge him on that because that sounds astronomical. Uh, so to date, they have planted over 50,000 trees and are on a mission to plant 1 million trees by helping their members get 1 million online reviews. Now, Forbes uh, is quoted as saying this is a brilliant idea, connecting the, the trees to the reviews. So Dania, Daniel Bivorelli, welcome uh, to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro,
1: would you? Yeah, you bet. Thanks, for Such a warm welcome. Yeah, so I guess maybe the big thing I can dive into right off the bat is regenerative commerce, since a lot of the other stuff we can talk about, your folks would have heard about before. But regenerative commerce, I mean, this was new to me, and I'm guessing it's likely new to a lot of your listeners. This idea that a transaction can trigger an act of regeneration. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I used to blame my parents and their generation for you know, the mess that they've made of, you know, planet earth, you know, we're filling the oceans with plastic, the skies with carbon, et cetera, et cetera. And so look, I love capitalism. I think it's given us all a really great standard of living, but I think the model's a bit broken. And so through regenerative commerce, through regenerative capitalism, we're looking to be a a small beacon to change the way that the game of business is being played and to show that doing good is actually really good for business.
0: Okay, so let's go there for a second. But before we do, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: I'm an awful piano player and I wish I was better.
0: <laughs> Got it. All right, so let's go into uh, regenerative entrepreneurship. Why is that important, other than responsibility for the planet? Mm -hmm. why is that important in my business in, in our local business? Why should we even care about that?
1: Sure. So why is it important for the planet? Well, we live on a planet that has a finite amount of resources and capacity to support life. And we're starting to push up against the edges of that already. We're starting to have an impact on the biosphere. And I think the biosphere is really just a fancy word for OS earth. You know how we've got iOS on your phone. It's the operating system for your iPhone. The biosphere is just the operating system for the planet. And with the pollution, we're putting lines of junk code into the biosphere. And when we destroy things like clear-cutting forests, taking too much fish out, making species go extinct, we're taking lines of code out of the operating system. And so at some point, I mean, can we expect the planet to just keep booting up in a regular fashion and keep supporting life, our lives in a normal way if we have this abusive relationship with the planet? So I think it's important to start transitioning to models of commerce because I don't see commerce going away anytime soon. And that in fact, that the relentless transactions that we perform every single day are probably the lever we need to pull here in order to make things better. And so with regenerative commerce, this idea that a transaction can trigger an act of regeneration to me, that's, it's going beyond sustainability. I love that sustainability is this idea of doing no harm, but I think we need to go past that and actually create a net positive benefit. So if you sitting, I like to say, if you're sitting, imagine sitting down at a restaurant you order fish and the restaurant actually breeds a fishing to release into the wild to help restock the oceans. Or like for us, when we get a review for one of our members to help them become better, more profitable businesses, we're planting a tree um, and then that's the answer of why it's important for the planet. Why is it important for the businesses? Well, I do feel like giving is the new getting. And in this day and age where everybody's competing for attention and that client that you just had that you want an online review from, they're busy with their own lives. They probably got hit up by Amazon, Airbnb, their local gym, their local co-working space, their haircut, the emergency plumber. In a month, like everybody's coming at them for a review. So you wanna have like a leg up. And for us, it's like, by the way, if you leave a review, a tree gets planted. Like, Who's going to get the review out of that big bunch of people for the person who really doesn't want to write reviews in the first place?
0: Mm. Great point. And what I like hearing is that I'll put my own words to it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The thing that's fueling the damaging of the earth uh, is greed, right? It's greed at the end of the day. So you're saying, hey, why don't we leverage greed in a positive way, and and turn our you know, our, uh, transactions, our monetary transactions into proactive, right? Putting back into, into the earth. So what maybe one or two other ways, uh, that a business could do that, uh, do that regenerative type of transaction. You do it with uh, planting a tree. What might be two other possibilities?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we're focused on regenerative because I have a, a strong connection. I'm, I'm essentially, like, I don't know if people can't see me if they're listening to the audio version, but, you know, guys, I, I'm a balding dude. Like, I don't have, I've got a shaved head. I don't have any hair. But if you were to describe me growing up, I mean, like, I'm a bald hippie, basically. Like, I, I just want the us to have a healthy, thriving ecos- ecosystem so the story of humanity can continue. Um, but I do feel like that the regenerative aspect, it doesn't have to be ecological, Joseph. I remember hearing a story about uh, a local lawyer who, for every case that he finished i think he was like a family attorney or something so he was handling like wills and estates divorces like you know the usual main street general practice lawyer kind of stuff and every time he finished a case um he would put aside a certain amount of money to buy bikes for a local orphanage and that always really stuck with me for a number of levels how cool is it that he's using his business to leverage to support something that clearly he believes in because you know why else would he be doing it and then from a business perspective like He's no longer just another lawyer on Main Street. He's somebody who's getting talked about around water coolers and dinner tables and Sunday barbecues as, hey, did you, did you hear about that guy? He's on his 100th bike that he donated to the orphanage in town. Like there's a real competitive advantage from a business perspective to figuring out what you can give away, what you can help support, what you can help regenerate. There's bottom line benefit to that from one clear angle, which is differentiation.
0: Got it. That's powerful. So Startup Nation, I challenge you this week, come up with a new possibility for your business where you can pour back into your local community. What's that thing that you can do with every successful transaction, every successful new client sign up or client review, whatever that leverage lever is in your business that really turns the dial for you. And it makes it a clear win for your business. Like what could you do um, to pour back into someone else, someone else's life? Yeah. I like that, Daniel. Very good. Uh, all right. So let's get into um, Google reviews. Why, right. why, why, why should I care? Why should I care as a local business about my reviews? I have so many other things pressing. You know, mm-hmm. my, my listener is like struggling to get clients right now. Uh, yeah. They're out marketing all over, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. etc. Why would they go to this archaic, uh, f- this focus on a, archaic uh, local Google reviews?
1: For well, sure. The short answer to that is that there's nothing more powerful when it comes to a business acquiring a new client or a new customer as a word of mouth referral. Right? That's top of the list in all the surveys and all the research. Word of mouth referral is going to be the thing that brings you the warmest ready to buy clients and customers. Um, after that, it's going to be online reviews because online reviews are just essentially word of mouth referrals digitized. And the benefit of the reviews over a Math referral is, you know, when somebody gives a referral, like that just evaporates instantly. As soon as the words are spoken, it's done. But the reviews, they stay up there online forever for the entire world to see. And I mean, I know it's super boring, but I mean, look, the numbers tell us what to do in business. And right now we live in a world where there's some really interesting stats that are coming out from some big studies. And there are things like this. Half of consumers, 51%, they won't even consider your business, Joseph, unless you have a four-star rating or more. Like half of them are just going to walk away. They're going to be like, oop, you don't have more than four stars. Like I'm not taking a risk with you guys. That's one of them. The other thing is that um, we're at, we live in a world now where 82% of people check online reviews before they transact. Like I, I think a lot of local business people haven't connected the dots that the way they seek products and services, which is heading online, going to Google, the world's biggest search engine to find what they need locally. And then most likely checking reviews themselves I don't, I think so many businesses still haven't transposed their behavior into that of their own clients and go, well, if I'm doing this, my clients are doing this too. So I better start showing up with a ton of reviews. And ultimately, and this is the little known secret, I think right now, or it's a public secret that is little known, I should say, by not enough business people is it's not about getting reviews per se. It's about getting five-star reviews and getting way more than your next closest competitor. So if, you have, if your next closest competitor has 10 five-star reviews, you wanna have a hundred and you watch your phone start ringing like crazy if you can establish that gap. If your competitor has a hundred five-star reviews, you're gonna want two or 300. We have some members right now, Joseph, that are hitting some records with like over a thousand reviews. We got the, the one that's got the title right now. He started with us at zero Google reviews. He's on 1,243. It's called odds on home inspection services. They're just killing it. it when, when I tell people this, 1,200 reviews, they're like, like What are you, where, are you paying people on Fiverr? Like, is these like people in India or what's going on here? And I'm like, No, like this is just a smart strategy executed like a turtle, you know, just patiently day after day, getting up, serving your community as best as you possibly can, and then putting these people into startup, getting these reviews.
0: Startup Nation, if you're questioning, whether or not this will work for your company. Again, if you're a local business with potential clients in your local community, so you're a restaurant, you're a doctor, you're an attorney, you're a pediatrician, uh, you're a co working space. I built two successful co working spaces in Tampa that I just sold, got acquired last year. And I was telling Daniel, I did it all. My entire competitive advantage was Google reviews. Amazing. My number one competitor, as Daniel advised, find your local, your your top competitor. How many Google reviews do they have? Your goal is to double them or triple them
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so that it's like clearly you're the clear choice. And I did just that. Now, Regis was my competitor. They're a billion dollar plus company spending 50 grand a month for local SEO in Tampa Bay. I didn't want to compete with 50,000 a month budget for SEO getting found on Google. I didn't. I ended up paying zero, and I crazy. I hired one or two guys that are local Google SEO guys, the Google review specialists, and I said, "Get me number one on Google on Mm -hmm. on reviews on local search," and they did. Now I had to do work. I had to ask my members to do reviews and have some of those conversations. Uh, I even tried to bribe them, you know, with little perks in the co-working space, you know, extra free coffee, coffee mugs, and, and, and this type of thing if they go write the review. But you know what? It worked. And we mm-hmm. went from like something like 20 something uh, reviews, I think we had just organically when I wasn't asking. Yes. Then when I made a clear decision, okay, I'm going to become number one on reviews. Um, we went to over 100 on both spaces. So over 100 reviews in each category. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Google, uh, sorry, Regis was about 40 at the time. And then when they saw us climbing, cause they, they were aware of us, um, they started to increase their reviews and they got up to probably about 65. I want to say, right. I was over 200. Yeah. So when people Googled office space, Tampa office rentals, Tampa, coworking space, Tampa, and they see Regis and yep. some bad reviews on there and like 62 but then they see this company co-creative i've never heard of co-creative but shoot they have 200 something reviews
1: nobody here's close. the clear choice
0: yeah it was the clear choice yeah and it was a 4.9 rating so that's speak di- to that that's Daniel. the dynamic
1: yeah that's i love uh, look it's i mean look it's kind of cool to be interviewed on, on your podcast but it's it's even cooler that you've experienced the exact phenomena to what sounds like pretty great effect and benefit in your own life of what we're talking about here, which is reviews equal revenues right now. And if you can establish that gap, and I love the word that you use, the phrase that you use, which is the clear choice. You just, you're making yourself the clear choice. It's almost like, you know, every single business and brand in the world has a variation of the following message, Joseph. We're a great company. You should choose us. You'll be in great hands. Contact us. Every single brand, every single business has a variation of that super boring message. Is that a, no matter how well you craft that or no matter how well one would craft that message for their business or brand, it's it's highly unlikely that you're going to get it so good that it's going to give a genuine point of competitive differentiation that's going to make your phone ring and your sales increase, no matter what you say. Because it's boring. It's been said a million times. By every single business on the planet,
0: I asked now, so many clients when they came in, new <laughs> clients, leads, etc. I said, "How'd you find us?" Oh, yeah. uh, on Google, I searched search you, and I was like, "Why'd you Why'd you call us?"
1: Why'd you choose
0: us, yeah, right? And they said, "Well, I read your reviews, right?" Like Thank that you. was the same thing every single time. And then some of them did call Regis and some of the other competitors, and then get this, they're like, mm-hmm. "You were the first ones to call me back."
1: Well, that's important too, for
0: sure. That is important too, <laughs> yeah, right? Because yeah. you can have the best Google reviews and then have terrible customer service.
1: Yeah, for sure. So for you sure. really
0: want to have that mechanism in place. And we ended up automating our entire business mm-hmm. through the Google reviews. Like everything cool. was automated, right? Yeah, if you can like,
1: systemize that, then you're- Yeah, because yeah. I
0: ended up working two hours a week right? As (laughs) the business owner. And that's a dream thing and taking a really nice paycheck, right? And running two office spaces. But I I just want to say the thing, startup nation that made the phones ring more than anything I ever did in that business. And I tried hundreds of things that didn't work. I did all the online paid advertising, Facebook ads. I did all that. It just didn't work for the local uh, co-working space that I had. But the Google reviews uh, hit and positively impacted our bottom line, our profit center more than anything else we did.
1: Yeah. And there's a five-star gold rush going on right now. I mean, look just like everybody got a phone, everybody got a website at some point, everybody's going to have hundreds of reviews and the ones that are late to the party are really going to struggle. I mean, just to kind of bookend what I was saying before about people using kind of boring methods, the, the reviews are essentially the marketplace selling your services for you 24 seven. It's the same reason why products live or die by their reviews on Amazon. The same phenomenon is happening to everybody's local business on Google.
0: Okay. So Daniel, I'm going to uh, kind of put you under the gun here. Okay. And just ask for some strategies, some things that startup nation can do. I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, make up a scenario here. Okay. Cause we get a lot of uh, coaches, right? Yeah. The coaching industry is just blowing up for everybody wants to be a coach of something, right? It's like, yeah. anyway, can a coach in their city leverage this system of local Google reviews, even though they're not a brick and mortar?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say, why not? I mean, look, if somebody's going to thinking about hiring you, they're probably going to do what everybody else does, which is, I think the term is creep. I think it's a bad term, but that people creep each other on Google. They type in that person's name and they're trying to basically do due diligence on that person. And if you can make a Google my business profile trigger for your name and your business, and then have a bunch of five-star reviews on that profile and then I would also say, you know, there's, at Starlink, we basically support two sites, Google and Facebook. Predominantly, people sign up for us for the Google reviews, but some businesses, there is value definitely to getting the reviews on Facebook as well. So, you know, focus on, on that, getting the reviews in those two places. All it does is it adds like five-star window dressing to your personal brand. It's never going to hurt when people are Googling you and what they see is a positive reputation.
0: I agree. And you can also repurpose those five-star Google review, rebu- review startup nation as testimonials on your website and on yeah. all your marketing. Right. All Absolutely. right. So how, give us three strategies that uh, someone can use and let's just uh, continue with the uh, a coach, uh, mm-hmm. someone who's, um, uh, I don't know a love coach, a, a dating coach, a relationship coach. For example, um, I do family transformation coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, for Christian entrepreneurs, like what what three steps could they take right now to get mm-hmm. their reviews up and running and yeah. to get those five star reviews from their clients quickly? So it's not like this dragging out six month process to get their clients to go on and do the thing. What are your top three ta- uh, tips or strategies? Uh, for Startup Nation. Startup Nation, grab your pen and paper. What do you got, Daniel?
1: Yeah, for sure. So this would apply to coaches or anybody who's trying to get something off the ground and make their first 100K. This is ex- what I'm about to share. Joseph is exactly what I did. So this is not theoretical. It's yeah, love, sweat, and tears that I put in you know, years ago to get this, put some wings on this dream and make it fly. So the first thing was um, at, right out the gate, I wasn't trying to sell anything to anybody. I was just trying to give away what we had to offer and get people to experience it, get people to test it, get their feedback. So the first thing is just don't even try to sell. I know you're going to be in a rush. I know you got bills to pay, but think long game here. Like if if you have to charge something for it, then do it at a steal of a deal. Do it do it at like a no-brainer price. And here's why. You want to test you want to get better at your game, right? Michael Jordan or LeBron or any of these high-performance athlete people, they didn't get where they are right out the gate. They got better through repetition. So you want to repeat what it is that you're offering to the marketplace over and over again. Test your language, the way that your stance is, your position on things, phrases that you start to hone in, all these really great things that you can only get from experience and testing. And then the last part, as an exchange for offering what you're offering these people for free or at a great discount, You just say, look, I have some very simple and fair conditions that I hope you'll agree with. I'm going to offer you this at a steal of a deal. In return, what I would like from you is a video testimonial and a review, okay? But only, and I'll let you be the judge of this. This was the phrase I used to use all the time. I will let you be the judge of this only if you genuinely believe that I deserve it, all right? So give it away, test it, learn and practice, get the testimonials and reviews. That builds up your social proof of like, I am as awesome as I say that I am, just like every other business on the planet, which in turn allows you to get better, quote unquote, positioning in the marketplace, which lets you start to attract clients and eventually start to increase the amount that you charge for whatever it is that you're selling.
0: So to clarify, that is great strategy for someone who's just starting out, doesn't have clients yet, for them to offer a free or very discounted service so that they build up their expertise in it. But in the meantime, rather than just give it away for free with nothing in exchange, what Daniel's saying is offer it for free or at a super discounted rate um, because you're, you're building and you're growing and you're getting better. But in exchange, ask them, hey, if I do a great job helping you out with this product or service or taking away that pain from your life, mm-hmm. um, then all I ask for is write me a review and record a quick uh, video testimonial, but only if you think I deserved it, only if I truly helped you. Is that correct, Daniel?
1: Yeah, that's right. I love to say that giving is the new getting, right? And essentially, if you're just getting started, you really want to think about laying a foundation brick by brick that you can build, not a sandcastle that's going to blow over when the next eco- economic crash happens, but uh, you want to build a fortress here. And you do that patiently, brick by brick. And one of, like, a, a bunch of those bricks, in my personal opinion, they need to be testimonials, they need to be reviews, it needs to be the marketplace that's selling your services for you. You know, Joseph, That home inspector that I was telling you about, odds on home inspection services, like if you Google those guys up and you see those 1200 Google reviews there, those guys just had their biggest month ever in 10 years, despite a pandemic, despite a depressed local economy. And they're they're adding employees while everybody else is just wondering whether they're gonna have the lights on. Like building the reputation is Mm -hmm. how I believe we continue to attract more and more clients our way. And the greater our reputation, it's like gravity that gets us more and more clients and increases our sales.
0: I agree completely. All right, so I want to ask you this. How is that home inspector client getting so many reviews? How are they getting so many customers to agree to write them? Because I know for me, even Mm -hmm. though I hit over 200, it felt like pulling teeth. For my own clients who loved our product and service, they just didn't like writing reviews. Yeah. How, How is he doing it?
1: Yeah, interesting. So I mean, he's been a Starloop member since we launched our private beta. Okay, so four years ago, I launched as an agency. And about one year ago, I pivoted and launched as a SaaS. I was like, I want to change the world. I want to do this faster. Fastest way to make that happen is to be like a thoroughbred SaaS. So he's been with us for about four years. And the one thing he does consistently is every home inspection they do, they add them into Starloop. Now, with Starloop, essentially, there's three things that are going on. One is At the beginning of the process, we're not asking for reviews. We're just engaging people for feedback. Because asking for a review is such a loaded question. Like, hey, Joseph, can I have a review? You know I'm fishing for a five-star review. That can be kind of awkward in certain professions and industries, not all of them, but in some of them. In marketing terms, that kind of loaded question can kill engagement rates, which subsequently makes conversion rates suffer. So when you shift the language a little bit here, at least at the beginning, be like, hey, we'd love your feedback. By the way, for every online review that we get, a tree gets planted all right? That's the language. That's how we frame that whole thing. So language is the first thing. The next part is the act of regeneration. Giving is the new getting. We're not bribing people with Starbucks cards. We're not offering $20 gift certificates. We're not saying you get a two for one on your next visit if you write us a review.
0: So Startup Nation, obviously I did it completely wrong. No, (laughs) you did it different. That's all. I, I did it. Thanks, Daniel. All right. So keep going with this. All right. So just to clarify, your clients are telling their clients that a tree will get planted if their client writes them a review. So they're leveraging your mission, right? Is that correct?
1: I think the first part, somewhat correct. The last part that you just said, leveraging our mission is spot on. Yes. They're leveraging our our mission. And that story of like, hey, we're using a feedback service for every review that we get, a tree gets planted. That's an easy thing to tell. And it's compelling. In Seth Godin terms, it's a purple cow. Yes, it is. You know, you know, the purple cow story.
0: Sure, for sure. All right. Yeah. It stands yeah. out from the pack immediately.
1: Stands out from the pack. That's all what any business is trying to do these days is stand out from the pack, differentiate in a meaningful way, get the attention. And so the tree planting is the way that we do that as, and I love the, I'm going to use that from now on. I love that phrase. Our, our members get to leverage our mission to stand out. <clears throat> and then the last part is arguably the most boring part, but it's important. It's just the way that we've dialed in our technology, our reminders, the way the emails go out, the timing of those emails, how many of them there are, what they say and that kind of stuff. You combine all these things. It's kind of like you got cheese, you got tomato sauce, you got dough, right? You could give me all those things. I'm going to make a horrible pizza, even though I have Italian genetics. I still, I just, have never put the work in to figure out how to make a good pizza. But, we figured out that when you combine all these things in the right way, you can get amazing results as in you know, hundreds and hundreds of reviews. In this case, like the guy that you're looking at now. Every, like he started with us at zero, Joseph, zero reviews. Look, look he, yes, he's had record-breaking sales month and that's exciting and I think that's amazing. Good for business, it's life-changing for him. The other thing that makes me smile every single day is that there's a small forest that exists on planet Earth because this home inspector and his buddies are serving their community best they can, using Starloop to get reviews. Small forests because so of. So you it.
0: planted one thousand trees just from that that one client, which yeah, is 1, a small 1, 200 forest. one thousand two hundred
1: and something. Yeah, wow. yeah. I guess, so cool, I think that's beautiful
0: startup nation. I hope you're as inspired as I am. I, I I'd like to come up with a a very compelling purple cow uh, mission because <laughs> I realize that's missing right now in what I'm doing, um, with new. Let's clients. talk, my friend. Let's talk, my friend. Okay. So uh we're speaking with Daniel Vivarelli. You can find him at starloop.com, starloop.com. Uh Daniel, before we head into my favorite part of the show, I just <laughs> want to speak with my audience privately for a second. So hold your ears, my friend. You bet. Know. So startup nation, whatever you're going through, listen, business is tough. Pandemic makes it more difficult. But I want to ask you, how are you doing on the inside? So many times we're chasing the money. We're chasing the success. Business tips and strategies are really useful, but they're not everything. They definitely don't create the happiness you're seeking, you're chasing. But what does? I believe it's relationships, loving relationships. In fact, loving relationships are the only thing that matter in this life. If you look at deathbed regret statistics, the things people say they wish they had done on their deathbed, it's all the same thing. On our deathbed, there's only one thing we're all going to think about, our relationships. That's it. Our relationships with God and our relationships with, our, with others, our family, our children, our spouse. That's it. So isn't that the only thing that matters if it's the last thing you're thinking about before you pass over into the next life? Yet, it's the thing we spend the least amount of time investing in, our relationships. So I challenge you during this pandemic, don't let it get wasted. Go to josephwarren.net, schedule a free warm-up call with me. Let's chat about your family relationships. Let's chat about the broken relationships. I will help you heal any broken relationship in your family right now. Yes, even the impossible ones, the one you gave up on. But deep down, you really wish you could restore that relationship. My clients get miracles every single day. I have one client, she's a doctor, and she got her dad back after 20 years of being disconnected. And he moved to her local city so that he could be around her children, his grandchildren, and spend the remainder of his life with his family. That healing came through coaching. So if you want that kind of healing in your own life, and your own family, go to Joseph Warren, josephwarren.net. Schedule that call with me now. Daniel, thank you for that. Uh, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir?
1: Not really, but let's go. I'm nervous after that. <laughs> <laughs> just set
0: up intro. What's your What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: pajamas definitely pajamas yeah you, you don't have to like start commuting if you don't want to you know you just set up where you're most comfortable and you, you can execute and deliver value in your jammies like awesome yeah
0: but after pandemic like even the nine to five workers are doing that from home with zoom so we <laughs> yeah. lost that that advantage what's sure. your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: Um... When when I don't have things well systemized and it revolves it involves too much of my time hands on you know like because it's it's our business it's our brand and when somebody's not happy I really take that personally so if an email comes in at 11:30 p.m. my time or whatever and somebody's got something that they're not satisfied with like I'm on deck trying to put a smile on their face but that's yeah
0: got it we could talk offline about that because that you have to steal that time from something else that matters don't you
1: yeah often.
0: Often. Got it. That's not a sustainable strategy. Mm -hmm. So what secret struggle do you have? Right. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you struggling Mm -hmm. with either professionally or personally right now?
1: I'd say the the biggest one is like, one of the things I value the most is time. And however much I might have left, you know, like nobody Mm -hmm. knows that's part of the awesome experience of being human on planet earth. <laughs> you never know when time's up. And I guess I, I kind of struggle with my time management cause uh, it's tied to like a big fear that I have, which is like, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not gonna have the impact on the world. Hmm. That I would like to before my time is up, whenever that might happen to be. So it's wow. it's boring, but like it's a time it's, it's a time thing. Yeah,
0: that's powerful, and it's such it's so counterintuitive, right? Because we're constantly chasing the world out there to impact it, not realizing the way we impact the world most is by impacting our own home, right? Right, and the next generation, that. our kids, and everything like that. And sometimes we miss that, and yeah. then it's too late. They grow up, they're disconnected, broken relationships, all this other stuff. What are you most yeah. afraid of?
1: This, is, this might sound weird, but it's people using their phones while they're bloody driving. Like, if you're doing that, please, like, knock it off. It's terrifying. I know, like, I know on the surface, it is kind of a funny <laughs> thing to say. but like, it's, real. The-
0: it's so real. Dude, every single time my wife and I are driving and there's that left hand, left lane slow driver. Uh, it's probably different in Portugal there, the lanes. But every single time we'll drive past, you know, and you have that look on your face like, <clears throat> and they're yeah. on their phone texting. Yeah. Or they're tapping the brake. And it, you're right. It's absolutely dangerous. They don't yeah. realize that literally they can lose their life in the next five seconds and take someone
1: else out too. Take somebody else out. Yeah, dude, the, the town that I was in um, last year, some guy, you know, the euphemism these days is, oh, I fell asleep at the wheel, which is, you know, a whole bunch of BS. People are not falling asleep at the wheel. This dude was check, checking his Facebook or his text or something. He there's a There was a 30-year-old lady out for her morning walk with her friend. 30-year-old was dead. The lady was hospitalized, severe injuries. Like that stuff just happens in the blink of an eye. We're humans. We, we all make mistakes and like the mistakes while texting on the phone can just be really.
0: And and could you imagine the guilt and shame that man has now? Yeah. Like Right. All right. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year?
1: This past year? Um, actually, you know, (sighs) I think I spent too much time on administration. That's a boring answer too. God, I wish I had some more sexy stuff for you. Like, oh, no. I spent too much no. time. Like, Listen, you know, this is real. Startup Nation I,
0: is struggling with time management and spending too much time on administrative stuff when they should be outsourcing and automating. 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and here's the lesson I learned. Like when somebody who you are very confident is really capable of doing the thing that you need them to do like for me because we immigrated to a new country i had a bunch of administrative tasks that needed to be done just a ton of boring pushing paper stuff and we went with a guy that was a bit cheaper because i wanted to try to save a bit of money and in the end it bit me in the butt if you find my valuable takeaway was if you find a pro and you're confident that they can execute and i had used her before on other stuff so i was like pretty much 100 sure she was she was going to be a slam dunk but she was charging me double than what this guy was so i was like ah. I'm going to try to cut some corners. And now I'm back to her. Like I've wasted my time and my money with this guy. And now i got to pay her. So just pay, pay people a premium who you think deserve it. Just to like relieve pain from your life.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure. I have so many guests on this show that um, they created a new rule for their, their time management. And you know, you know, the cliche, Hey, nobody can do it like you. Right. So yeah. everybody they're waiting for someone to do it perfectly like them before they'll delegate. It's never going to happen. And that's Mm -hmm. why they get stuck at working in their business. So a lot of guests come on that have broken out of that and they just have a simple rule. And they're like, when I find someone who can do it 80% as well as me, not a hundred percent, 80% as well. i let go of it. I delegate. That's, that's their rule. And I think it's a very valuable uh, thing to do for sure.
1: Nice. Nice. Well, the biggest part, the biggest struggle for me is we're scaling up so fast and bring on so many members that we're trying to catch up with all our systems and processes, which is why I'm answering stuff at 1130. But I mean, are you willing to chat with me at some point? Like it's, give me some insights on how you systemize your co-working spaces and stuff.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I cleared it up. I'm naturally a lazy person. So I like to automate my businesses so I could get back to being lazy again. Like just to be <laughs> real. <laughs> right. uh, what, what secret fear do you have about people? That was it. Okay. Oh, right, use, right, right. Right. They're
1: That's using excellent. their cell phones while
0: driving. Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Systems
1: thinking. Yeah. Systemizing for sure.
0: For sure. What's a new habit you want to create? Mm,
1: new habit that I want to create. Oh, I, I kind of ticked one box recently, which I'm super happy about. That's just like blocking off time in the evening, you know, like focus time with my kids doing like whatever they want. If they want to play Barbie, I, you got me, man. You want to put a Santa hat on my head and, you know, play elves. You got me like, let's do it. <laughs> but I guess for, looking forward now, since I've pretty much got that one dialed in, it has to be play more piano, like just get better. at nice. Something so wonderful about being able to play music. Like.
0: I agree. What's a bad habit you want to break?
1: Eating M&M's.
0: Join <laughs> M&M's. <What's>, uh, <laughs> uh, pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Yeah. Uh, husband, father, and a regenerative entrepreneur.
0: I like it. Pick three words to describe who you were uh, your first year in this business.
1: Who I was in this first year of this business. Um, Uncertain. Excited. Cautiously optimistic.
0: (laughs) Sounds very safe. And last question. Daniel, if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice about Mm -hmm. everything life, business, all of it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What would you say to them?
1: Can can I repeat that back to you? If I come back after I die, what piece of advice would I give to like my loved ones?
0: Only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? It's got to count. What do you got?
1: Hmm. Wow, dude, that's such a deep question. My brain's like going Duke, duke, duke. Trying to like, what would yeah. you say? What would you say, dude? Like, that's.
0: Do you know why your brain's struggling with it? Because it's not a brain question; it's a heart question. All right. You gotta get your brain out of the way to answer that.
1: Come on, it's your I family mean, and friends—you I mean, like, got
0: five minutes with them.
1: What yeah. a gift! What would you tell them? Five. I've got five minutes. All right, so it's not just like a soundbite. I mean, I'm not going to go five minutes here, but it wouldn't be just like a soundbite thing.
0: All right, you oh, got man, fifty like, like, seconds like, with them.
1: Yeah, like when you move through the world, like, just be honest, try to help people as much as you can. And ultimately like, you'll get everything that you want. Like don't make it about you, make it about them. And by making it about other people and how you can be of service to them, how you can help them get what they want. You'll have, you'll have so much abundance. You just, you won't even believe it. Like
0: very good. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100 K this year?
1: yeah i mean i'd have to circle back around i guess to the three things we were talking about before like just f- figure out what you can put in front of people at low cost or for free St- start just honing your craft look at anybody who's successful they've all practiced they've all struggled no- nobody pops out the womb sh- shooting free throws at 100 right like you gotta put the time in so just be willing to do that understand that too i think um it's super cliche but like being successful is going to take work. If it doesn't, well, you know, I, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, he, he had been interviewing like really affluent kids, kids, sorry, kids from really affluent families. And he said that they were depressed mm-hmm. at at the fact that they had everything handed to them.
0: It's and a what disadvantage. Te-
1: yeah. What that tells me is that there is so much deep spiritual, mental, emotional value in struggling for your own thing that you want to accomplish in your life that if you get the helicopter ride to the top of Mount Everest that view is not going to be amazing it's climbing up there yourself that makes you feel like a sense of I don't know worthiness accomplishment like you've delivered some value like you I don't know so many good things that I can't even describe so like yeah just roll up your sleeves get started start failing as quick as you can and just figure stuff out how you can help people and and the rest will just fall into place man trust trust that process please
0: Startup Nation, stop complaining you don't own a helicopter and start enjoying the climb. All right, you can find uh, Daniel. What's the best way to get in touch with you? You got a special gift or something for our audience? What do you got?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they want to reach out to us, uh, starloop.com with my accent, it's not great. So you might want to Americanize it. I'm going to try. Wait, I'm going to do my best one. This is going to be awful. Starloop.com. Forward slash
0: 100 K forward slash 100 K Daniel's got that link uh, being set up right now. And what, what are they going to get when they go
1: there? 50% off for their first year. So like take style loop for a test drive at half price. Look, 10x ROI for our members is not unusual. It's pretty commonplace. We want you to just have a really great experience. You can do that like at half price, watch it, make your phone ring. And then you know by the time the year is up, I mean, you have no obligation to stay for the full year if you don't want to, by the way, like it's pay as you go. But if you do want to stay for the full year, you get it at half off. And by the end of the first year, you'll probably be like, damn, like take my money, Dano. This is amazing.
0: Wow. Startup Nation, it's not often we get a guest come on and give you 50% off of their product or service. Daniel, thank you for that. And thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir.
1: Thank you, Joseph. Cheers.
0: Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.